let's get this show going. Thank you very much. Let's let's roll. Getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot dog. Getting ready to seize your first opportunity to come into the ring and start grandstanding and hot dogging. Yeah. I can't help it that I look good, smell good, woo, can't dance all night long. Welcome to Mouse Smack Talk. We officially have four months to get into SummerSlam Beach Body Shape. Which means we need four years for the cast here. Yeah, we're we're chunky. We know it. Uh, hey, this is uh, this is a superstar shakeup week. We're going to be talking all things about that, plus a couple extras. I'm your host, Masonic Vader. With me every week, like always, Bearded Master. Hello, everybody. He's the host. I'm the talent. <laughs> awesome three sixty. I love the hat, by the way. And of course, Mind Freak. <laughs> I'm here. Let's get things shaken up here tonight, guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Shaken up already by you being here. Hot yeah, damn. I know, right? Hot damn. Wait, the highest I... acquisition of the week. Mind Freak on Mouse Smack Talk. What's up, everybody? I do have to say, we have to give him kudos. This is, what, two weeks in a row now, right? No, no. No, no. Not only do we have to give him kudos, this is three shows within a week. Oh, oh, oh wow. man. Man, oh, cheers to that. Cheers. I mean, I am rubbing the Hardy Boys tonight, so you know. That's why. Nice, very nice. It's uh, it's been an interesting week. This is one. This is usually one of the funner weeks uh, when it comes to wrestling. Uh, A lot of stuff going on. You really want to kind of see what's happening and what they're going to change up. Uh, We are here live on Twitch. Like I was just saying, Superstar Shakeup happened this week. Uh, a lot of things going on. We've got the complete list of the superstars that moved. I thought what we'd do is we'd talk about uh, which superstars moved. Let's give some highs and lows, which brand got the best deal. And, of course, there's a couple other side notes on there. So uh, let's start off uh, Let's start off with the side notes. Let's start off with the, the, the meat and potatoes. Well, not the meat and potatoes, but the small stuff. Uh, Couple big things, names are in WWE that are sounds like they're not going to be too much longer. Um, Luke Harper and Alexander Wolf have this week uh, kind of given their. Uh, see you guys later. We're going to move on to other things. Thank you very much for letting us be in the WWE. Uh, me personally, man, I, I think Luke Harper is a huge loss to the WWE. They never took advantage of the talent that guy has. Uh, ever since the Wyatt family broke up, they had they struggled really to kind of find a niche with him, and I, it, it, it sucks because when you watch him wrestle, he's got a lot of talent and everything to him. Alexander Wolf, man, I can't say much about him. I even watched him on NXT. He wasn't in the action a lot. He was just the third wheel for Sanity, um, the occasional sloth looking kind of guy with the hair all weird and stuff man i i just i saw nothing out of him what are your guys feelings on these uh two possible losses are more likely gonna happen with wwe go ahead mind freak uh, i was gonna say yeah uh, luke harper it's a huge loss i mean you know back when there was the white family even though you know going back a couple years ago when you had that storyline between him uh bray wyatt and randy orton kind of going back and forth with that and you know he has a lot of you know, in-ring talent for a big, tall guy that he is, he can move. He has a good, you know, uh, skill set involved with it. And then, you know, after that broke up and they brought him back as, you know, part of the Bludgeon Brothers with Ronin. Um, and, yeah, they were tag team champions for a while. But at the same time, like, up leading up to, like, them getting the thing, they just weren't utilized, right? A bunch of those, like, uh, uh, squash matches against, like, nobody, stuff like that. Um, so it sucks. It's a huge, devastating blow. Not like necessarily like devastating, devastating, but it's still a blow nonetheless. To and it, and it just goes to show, you know, with a lot of the different talent that they have, um, a lot of you know some guys and girls get underutilized more than others. This and that, and it's just a talent to go to waste. So, uh, be interesting to see what he does, where he ends up, and just to continue watching him in the ring again. Um, as for uh, as for Wolf. Yeah, I mean, we saw a little bit tidbits here and there with Sanity, but nothing really stood out much to me with him. So, yeah, Killian Dane kind of squashed him as far as when they first came out. I mean, just the the man beast, whatever they want to call him, and everything just pretty much took a lot of that away from from him and stuff. Uh, Bearded Master, what what are your thoughts, buddy? First of all, I want to just get a question: Rocky Road. 
Yeah, there was that little thing about sloth. Yeah, so where did Rocky Road come from? Rocky Road. You don't remember that from the Goonies? You need to go watch no, the Goonies. I remember game. Baby Ruth. Yeah, there was Rocky Road, too. I remember Rocky Road. All right. Well, anyways, go ahead, sir. Anyways, um, yeah, the, the, this news when Luke Harper, I follow him on everything. Uh, I'm actually always been a fan of his. Um, I don't know what it was. Uh, his character, even though he was the quiet one of the group, he was the one that I always felt was to be the breakout star of the group. Um, obviously, Bray was the leader. Braun was the muscle that, that got the push and got the side stories. But Luke Harper really was the one that had the full-blown talent. Um, what that guy can do in the ring, uh, out the ring, over the ropes, through the ropes, whatever it was, wrestle, powerhouse, uh, he just had all those moves. If, if you look back to what uh, his moves said as far as what he could do for a big man, reminded me a lot of Undertaker or Kane when they were younger. Uh, they could they can get in there and be aggressive and be that powerhouse. But at the same time, you see Kane jumping out of the ring. You see Undertaker jumping off the top turnbuckle, off the ropes. Uh, you know, they just they were more athletic guys than you expected for that size. And he was that. He was quick as hell. Um, never truly got the momentum that he deserved. Uh, the one time he really got going was the, during the, the Bray Wyatt-Randy uh, Orton feud where he ended up getting inserted into as a triple threat. And then Bray and Randy went on, and we and WrestleMania happened. And then we never really heard from him. Then he got hurt, and then he came back with Bludgeon Brothers. And Bludgeon Brothers came back. When they came out, they came out with some, some fire behind them. We, they thought this was going to be awesome. And it never really panned out to what it should have been, not necessarily because of them, just because they didn't do it right. They, they they could have been that group that just came out and beat everyone's ass every week, but it wasn't. And it started off that way, and then it kind of just kind of slowed down to when you knew it was going to kind of go away. And then they lost the titles, and then he got hurt again. Uh, it just it was just always was a bummer because I thought he was the guy who was going to get – should have got a push eventually. Uh, WrestleMania weekend, he was there wrestling the access match. He beat he you know he beat Dominic the Djokovic. Uh, <laughs> he had he had that giant like this is you know you may look at me as access this is when you know look down on me for wrestling access when I was at WrestleMania last year whatever it may be you know two years ago I was wrestling um, I, I was in the picture for the championship and now I'm on access well this is my WrestleMania I'm gonna make my family proud and this and that and it was just like a, it was a heart touching you know post and if you know if you you know he's always about his kids and, and he just seems like a great guy who's talented. And the crazy thing is he's in his four. He's, he's the older guy, you know, and he's still doing what he's doing. It just never got into that push. Um, so I thought he was going to come back to after WrestleMania and get that, that, you know, storyline and maybe got him a push. But then he, we didn't see that. They didn't see really at WrestleMania. Uh, and then he asked for his release and I was like, wow, that sucks because this guy is definitely a talent. that's going to be, that could have been on the main roster. It's not going to be missed because he's never really showcased. Had he been someone that was showcased, it would be truly missed. Uh, it's going to be one of those that's going to be a missed opportunity for the WWE. Hopefully a couple years from now, they see how much they screwed up and then let him back in or bring him back and do something with him. Um, unfortunately, because he's older, we're probably not going to see much of that. That sucks. Um, as far as Alexander Wolf goes, it's one of those guys who, oh, you're going to break up my team who's kind of been carrying me for the last couple of years and you're going to split them up. And now I'm going to be stuck doing nothing because I can't do nothing by myself. I'm going home. And that's that's all I see from Alexander Wolf. You yeah. know, they take Eric Young away yeah. and put him on, on the roster um, by himself. And, you know, they split up. And obviously, they never really put Nikki Cross back in the mix, but she's on her own thing. And they're just going to be the two. I don't even know if they were, if, if, him and Fulton were even going to be together. But, you know, if not, if they were, they're going to go back to tag team and there was going to be a job squad, jag, tag team, individual. He's never shown anything to be an individual so, uh, power or a uh, threat to anybody. So I don't know. I just losing him isn't much. I'm sure he'll pick up some indie work somewhere and do well. Uh, he just never really was like a WWE talent to me. And, and you know, sanity alone wasn't really much for me. Uh, Eric Young was the only thing that really mattered, and Eric Young, someone who's proven himself. 
could you think they'd go into Luke Harper? Do you think they could have did something different with him? Because I think one of the things I didn't uh, that I felt that they couldn't do with him is they didn't break him away from the Luke Harper. I mean, like every time you saw him, you would see Luke Harper and you would think, oh, Wyatt family and everything. What if he came back with like a goatee or a different look or a different kind of thing? Do you think that would have helped him break from that and maybe make himself an individual queer? That's what I thought they should have did. I don't think that had anything to do with that. I think it had to do with the fact they never gave him anything to work with. His character wasn't what the problem was. The problem was they didn't give him the storylines to, to run wild with. Yeah. He did yeah. he did get did he get a, a individual championship, a singles championship? I can't he remember. Had the, I, he had the Intercontinental Championship That's right. for yeah. a while. And that was right after he broke after the White family broke up. Yep. Yeah, that was his that was his run right there. Um yes. Yeah, so uh, we've got that going on, two guys leaving. And then um, so we get into the Superstar Shakeup. Now, one of the things I like about the Superstar Shakeup, it's kind of like how they were doing the Battle Royal a couple of years ago where you, you, a number would come out and all of a sudden, holy crap, this guy came back out of nowhere. It was all awesome and everything, right? So Superstar Shakeup to me was that kind of like that mini Battle Royal, uh, Rubble, uh, Rubble World where you would just get a random person coming out or like it's just a surprise of who's jumping in. And which goes into my next thing. Ross starts off the show and all of a sudden you hear the music and everyone's like, oh my gosh, are you kidding me? It's the War Raiders. Yes, man. This is awesome. They got their push. They're still NXT champions, which throws it off. But they come out and everyone's like doing the war, 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 war. And everyone's psyched. And all of a sudden you see the Viking experience. What the F? Vince McMahon, I think, is he's got he's taking he's drinking too much of that metamucil or something uh what are you guys feelings about the viking experience i think this is more network and business and board you know boardroom than it is vince mcmahon uh you gotta look at it this way they're going mainstream they're going to fox they're going they're going to start browsing on usa but they're still going to get crossover from those who are watching fox prime time and when you look at that you know you got the war raiders which is great but then you're going to have on broadcast TV fans cheering war, war, war. On NXT crowd, that's fantastic. It's on the network. Uh, I think when you're looking at the professional-wise, the business side of the fact, that kind of goes into it. Uh, I don't care for name changes. It's whatever. Do what you got to do. Um, I, I get irritated more when they drop people's names in half. Um, but at the end of the day, when you look at the individual names that they gave the two of them, um, I think that makes more sense to what they're being called rather than the Viking experience. The names they have now make more sense for Vikings than they had before. Yeah. They, they've always had the Viking gimmick, but they're going by Rowan Hansen. Yeah. Makes no sense. But now they're going by Ivar and Eric. Eric is the epitome of Viking names. It doesn't get any more Viking than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Viking experience – don't get me wrong. I don't, you know, the name changes, whatever, but they, they absolutely picked the wrong name on that one. They could have gone any million different ways to give them that Vikingish name. It could have, it could have just been simply Vikings or something like that. You know, Viking experience just doesn't make any sense to me, but I think the name change was, was good. Uh, especially individually, the name change for them individually was perfect. My freak. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, so, you know, no surprise I'm a fan. You know, all the War Raiders have been, you know, watched them in NXT and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not really a fan of the War Raiders, so that doesn't really bother me either, so. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I mean, I mean, you have the Viking's beard for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he has the Viking beard, but he's just not Viking enough, man. But, 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 I mean, I mean, I mean, that's part. It's more of a, more like towards the Conquistador beard. No, no, no. Man, you you just Viking don't want to say anything Viking or like anything Viking because you're a Packers fan. We get it. So let's move on. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, no, Um, I like them. I'm happy that they're they're, they're getting their push. Or they're getting that main roster debut. My only fear with them is I don't want them to go the route of Authors of Pain. And then, you know. Because AOP was this big dominant tag team down in NXT, they get brought up, had a little push, then dropped. And get you getting you know there's injuries and stuff like that. But then they came back, they had the titles, lost the titles, and then nothing. Well, Azar 
did get or Razor or whatever his name is did get hurt again. Yeah. So. Well, I, and here's the other thing. I think the difference between the two is that there there is more athletic talent with uh, I can't even say Viking with War Raiders uh, than than AOP. AOP had like ten moves, and yeah. their finishing move the what is that the collider uh, was garbage. Uh, at least with the War Raiders, uh, the Viking experience, whatever, they're they're much better. They're more athletic. Oh yeah, they are. They have and, better and moves. So and they're bigger guys, and that's what I'm saying. I mean, I, I I know that they're more athletic, all that stuff. I just don't want. I just don't want to see them go the route that AOP did. Yeah, yeah, I don't see. I don't see it happening with those guys, man. They, the minute they get, came on, they they had a good following with NXT. They they have a great following outside of NXT before they even hit WWE. And you could tell the minute they came out, everyone was already hyped. They were already chanting war. Like and it was just an interesting combination of a tag team there that they started them off with. So Yeah, I don't think they're going to go the route of AOP either. When you look at the two of them, AOP is on a completely different level than – you know the, the artist formerly known as War Raiders. Uh, <laughs> the fact that not only are they are, not only are they more talented, but they can also use the mic. AOP can't use the mic. The only reason why they were as over as they were is because unfortunately, well, first they had Paul Ehrling, you know, helping them out, and then they had Drake Maverick, uh, G- uh, Drake Maverick helping them out. Who isn't Drake Maverick now with EC3? That's something to get into later. Yeah. Um, but AOP had no personality. There were just two guys yeah. coming out there that personally should have been like the backups to Roman, where you know the the skilled replacements, so, so to speak. Um, they had nothing of value, with the exception of being big guys. Neither one of them were ever going to be individual champions. They were, you know, they were the the newer version of of Connor and Victor in the Ascension. That's just simply what yeah. it was. Um, Connor and Victor were great talents on NXT. They came to the roster. They were great talents on the roster because of who they were and what their size was. But they don't carry the the mic skills or personality to get them over even further. That's the big difference between all those groups and the War Raiders. The War Raiders also have personality that can help excel them to the next limit and level that the other two teams prior to them couldn't do. So I don't think they're. I don't. I don't see an issue with them being uh, buried or held back. The issue is going to come from the name. People are gonna not going to buy into the name. People will still buy the shirts because the shirts, I guarantee, will be badass looking. Um, but that's what's going to hinder them, not the talent or the mic skills. Yeah, you can see the backlash. If you go on the internet, check out the backlash, man. There's a there's a great amount of people that are just like, what the hell? You couldn't come up with a better name. In fact, uh, uh, you know, if you're if you're watching right now, get it, or if you're on Twitch, we've got some people in there, man. Put in there what you think a better name would have been for the uh, War Raiders versus the Viking experience. Throw those uh, throw those thoughts in there. Uh, so we start out. Let, let, let's look into the Superstar Shakeup. Uh, let's start with Raw since we're we're on there and they start with the War Raiders going in there. Uh, Raw got some serious uh, serious talent there. Uh, the list goes as follows. Uh, you have AJ Styles, The Miz, Ricochet, and Aleister Black. Uh, Eric and Ivar, like we talked about, Andrade and Z- Andrade and Zelina Vega, Rey Mysterio, the Usos, Naomi, which makes sense, go with the Usos, EC3, Lacey Evans, Eric Young, and Cedric Alexander. What are your guys' thoughts on how Raw pulled out with that? You say EC, you say EC3 too, right? Yeah, yeah, I said EC3. Yeah, okay. that is straight uh, off the WWE website, sir. Go, uh, go ahead, my freak. So looking at this list and based on, you know, some of the stuff that's going on, but, and then, you know, um, some of the names too, that are on uh, the side that go to SmackDown, which we'll get into. Um, and I know me, uh, Vader, me and you kind of talked about this a little bit in the pre-show. Um, it seems like, you know, you're putting more of a lot more of the tag team talent on raw. I mean, essentially, you know, you're bringing up the Viking experience. Um, but then you have a big powerhouse name like the Usos. Um, and honestly, like with, with the Usos, I'm excited that they're on raw. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, but we talked about this before, you know, how many times has it been on SmackDown, the Usos versus the bar versus the new day, at least with them over here on raw, then you're going to, we're going to see a lot more different tag team matches that we never thought we would see. Um, so with the Usos, I'm excited for that 
um, essentially. I, I concur definitely on the Usos. Um, I think it's going to be awesome, especially if they continue to keep Ricochet and Alistair Black as a tag team, probably for a little bit longer, just as they're establishing themselves. Usos versus the War Raiders, excuse me, the, the Viking experience, that's something I'm looking forward to. Uh, and, then of course, the tag teams they have there already. It's very interesting the mix they did with that, uh, with, like I said, heavy uh, tag teams there. Uh, Bearded Master. Um, I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be great. The fact that we're going to be able to see some different things happening. Uh, I love the fact that AJ's on raw. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, you go back to, to a week, two weeks ago, um, he was the one person I felt and I thought and said should be the one that transfers over. Um, I thought he, you know, unfortunately we got a change on Tuesday night that affects what I really wanted to happen yep. on Monday. Um, however, AJ being there is great. He's done his time. He's been on SmackDown since the day he came into the company. He's he's carried that that brand and that business. Uh, it's time for him to get elevated to the next level. Um, I say this time next year, we are talking AJ Styles as the Universal Champion. Um, I, I think that's that's the route we're going to go there. Usos being there is fantastic. Like we said, you know, the big he's they are by by any means the best tag team over the last decade, anywhere you go. Um, and they've been wrestling the same group, same teams for the last two and a half years. And it's getting tired. You know, these guys, they put, even though they all put on great matches with it, the chemistry is so great. It's because they wrestled each other so many times. And now we can see the Usos versus, you know, anybody else who's on, on, you know, Alistair Black and Ricochet, we've already seen, but now that we know they're on raw, we can see different things with them. We can see different tag teams. It's going to be different. It's going to be better for them because they're really going to elevate to a whole new level and show that they really are the best tag team in the company. Um, as far as most of the other players, I hope that now that Raw, that EC3 is on Raw, that they try to start utilizing them properly um, and getting into storylines. I'm interested to see what the Miz does. I think this is going to be good for the Miz as far as it, it's going to put him into the main event picture. Um it gets him away from Shane. It gets him away from Daniel Bryan. It gets him in the opportunity to where he can feud with with uh, Seth Rollins. Uh, you know, and I just Drew McIntyre. It's just he's going to be that mid to upper level wrestler, and I think we're going to see some great matches with him. Um, but other than that, that's that's really all I saw in there. It was you know wasn't too much else with the exception of those couple big names that really amp up what's already there. Um, Tuesday night for me was a much bigger night as far as the names that changed hands. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so a couple of, a couple of names that kind of stand out to me uh, are actually, if you go to the, uh, the WWE list, it's actually the bottom three. Cedric Alexander being the bottom of the list. Uh, he is a great talent from 205, and it's going to be very interesting to see how they put him into the main, uh, the main show and what they can do with him because the one thing that kind of hindered him at 205 is that you only had so many people that could actually match up to him strength and size-wise. Athletic-wise, everyone on that show is athletic for the most part. But uh, now he's actually going to be able to hit the main roster. Not too many people, if you don't watch uh, 205, which, as we know, a lot of people don't, probably haven't even seen him wrestle yet. So it'll be very interesting to see how they plug him in and and, and kind of get him pushed through there. Eric Young, they have not utilized this guy. This guy's been wrestling close to almost 20 years now, if not longer. And I knew about Eric Young from the days of TNA and everything like that. He was a great wrestler. And since he's been with WWE, they put him in for Sanity as the leader of Sanity. And – there just hasn't been that push that I think that they can give Eric Young. He's one of those veteran superstars that uh, they can use and actually put them into the main uh, into the main card at one point or other, or at least kind of hover around there. He, he's that type of wrestler that can do it. Um, I think that's gotten the biggest push though is Lacey Evans. She came in right off the bat and won her first match on Raw. Uh, whoa, we talked about whoa, her. Whoa, 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 hold on. If you say she came right out out of the bat. And won her first match. The chick's been going back and forth for two months now. That's not yeah, coming she, right off the bat. That's that's taking your sweet ass time down the tunnel. 
I mean, well, they, they, they the manager calls for the reliever to come in, and he's barely making his way out of the bullpen. The inning was called four hours ago. It's, it's ridiculous. It well, took well, her – go ahead. You know, I was about to say, what I mean, the problem that they ran into, and this and this is why I totally agree with you, and I think they should have did something different. They should have probably kept the personality as they, as they switched her um, because her personality in NXT – was a class, you know, the classy lady, but she also infused it with her military background as she did eight years in the Marine Corps. Uh, and then when she when brought her in, they kind of got rid of the military aspect of it and made her the sweet Southern Belle uh, with the with the women's right. And it took them two months of her just going out and boring the hell out of us with walking down the ramp, which I can't stand. Uh, her first match on Raw was a good match. Uh, very athletic. I it kind of sucks she left Smack or didn't go to SmackDown because I'd really want to see uh, her Charlotte Flair go at it at one point or another. But uh, good, it's good for the women's on, women on Raw because they needed someone like her to jump in there and give them some uh, uh, youth and some uh, good. Uh, she's good heel, and it's going to be good for the Raw roster. So I'm looking forward to seeing what uh, Raw does for uh, Lacey Evans. Um, other than that, though, yeah, the rest of the crew, I mean, that's, I'm looking forward to seeing the Miz back on Raw and AJ Styles tearing up Raw because those guys definitely could steal the show. Now, let me ask this question. Since the Miz is back on Raw, I already know what Marty's going to say, but do we see a uh, reemergence of the Miz Trash in the B team? Because they haven't been utilized since, for a while since they had the tag team championships. So just, just, some, just some thought, you know? I hope not. <laughs> I think I think Miz is doing better on his own. The fact that he's saying. a face right now, you kind of need to let him go on his own, where the Miz Tourage was more of a heel faction, and that kind of brings that, that heelish connotation behind it. Okay. And I think that you know the B team, they're just meant to be comedy acts at this point. Okay. Um, I, I was just throwing that out there because you know that's what they were, and that's kind of how they like set it up too with them and stuff like that. So it was just just a thought, you know. Awesome. Yeah. So so before we go on to SmackDown, I just want to take a second because I didn't to do this at the beginning. Uh, I just want to take a second to thank our parent host site, Malice Corp. Um, they are a phenomenal site. Uh, we've just been with them for just over a year now. Uh, please go to it. It's Malice Corp. Check out all of our former podcasts, but you could also check out all the other casts that the uh, that hosts as well, including the main cast, which is Friday night at 8 p.m. Um, Pacific Standard Time on Twitch. Uh, you'll also now see Game of Thrones uh, every Sunday night at 9 p.m. Uh, you can go actually go on there uh, and check out last week's, which was actually uh, Smack, Smack Talk Takeover. Us three were out there uh, doing our thing, and that, <laughs> Boy, I don't know if they'll ever have us back, but it was awesome being off Smack Talk and talking to them <laughs> for a hot minute. So, um, I don't think that the three yeah. of us will be back on there all together to the season finale, so I'm looking forward to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we definitely uh, took over the actual main show itself there. We, we had a good time with that. So, um, But, yeah, thank you very much to Malice Siphon Corp. I appreciate you guys uh, letting us do this. So. Um, yeah, so now let's get let's get on to Smack or to SmackDown. Uh, SmackDown, I think between the two, uh, I think it was the be- it got the better draft. Oh, absolutely. Yes, I oh, yeah, we're gonna so now. Me... I thought we we're gonna ask, go at that at the end of the show, but okay, yeah, I concur. SmackDown definitely kicked Raw's ass in the draft this, or the sh- the uh, shakedown shakeup, however you want to call it this year. Um, absolutely. So. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so our show is over, guys. Thank you very there much. Is. Have a wonderful night. Show's over. Ah. Yeah, yeah. No, um, well, let, let, the, the let's biggest... check it out. Let me let me go through. Let me go through the. Let me go through who got who they go, have go, first. Go from the bottom up. Go from the bottom. Yeah, up. man. Don't announce a biggest name first. Like, go from the that? bottom up, dude. Bill okay. Up. Well, yeah. All right. So you're gonna like slow Otis... ups and disappointing drops. All right, <laughs> Otis and Tucker. Uh, Mickey James, Apollo Cruz, Chad Gable, Liv Morgan, Buddy Murphy, Lars Sullivan, Harry Sane, Ember Moon, Bailey, Elias, and then 
You get the last two, the inter, uh, Finn Balor and Roman Reigns, and, the, and Finn Balor has the Intercontinental Championship with him. Uh, and you didn't, so you didn't. Now you didn't mention this earlier, but it was announced today, um, earlier this morning, that Samoa Joe will be going to Raw with the U.S. title. Okay, yeah, I did not okay. see that on the I list. Didn't I didn't see that either. That was something that yeah, I, I, the I didn't know that earlier either. Uh, when I broadcast, when I did recording earlier, didn't know that you had, we hadn't seen nothing. Um, on the way home, I was listening to some reports, and it sounds sounds like it, it was announced later that he will be going with the title to Raw. Well, it makes sense. They got to build. They got to balance out the titles. Um, so let, let's let's go through this list really quick and see what 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 are your. Uh, let's see what what is your favorite pick out of this uh, out of those. Uh, let's start with you, uh, Bearded Master. What is your favorite one out of that, and what what do you so, think? Take over? Um, well, my favorite obviously is, is Roman Reigns. I, I just yeah. Roman being on on SmackDown is is awesome. It gets him away from Seth, so he's not going to be the Universal Championship picture anytime soon. Um, gets him away from Braun. Gets him away from Drew McIntyre. It gets him away from uh, basically everyone he's been fighting for the last four years. Uh, puts him on SmackDown with some new blood. Obviously, he's still got Elias there. Um, but but think hasn't of the had anything with Finn Balor. Hasn't had anything with Daniel Bryan. Randy hasn't Orton. had anything with Rusev or Randy Orton. Uh, Big E when he comes back. Because uh, I think that's going to be a storyline that's going to happen eventually too. Once everything happens the way it's going to happen. Uh, there's just so much more that we can see out of Raw, out of Roman. Uh, people's biggest complaint about Roman is that we see him too much, which is absolutely ridiculous considering we've only seen him like three times in the last six months. Um, he's only had two matches since he's been back. He's been back about a month, almost a month and a half now. Uh, you know, SmackDown, a Raw, there's a three-hour show. they got to fill that time, and usually it does go to the main talent multiple times. Raw or SmackDown, you don't have that much time, so you don't have as many segments. You can't you you can't use Roman four different times on a SmackDown because there's not enough time for that. So you're also going to get less people or less. You can get Roman less in your face than you did on Raw. Uh, also, he's the biggest name on the roster, and going to Fox, you need to have the biggest name going with you. And if Brock Lesnar is not going to be there, and as much as I hate the guy, he is a draw. But if he's not there, the biggest names are John Cena and Roman Reigns. And John Cena isn't coming back anytime soon. So that leaves you with Roman Reigns. So that's my biggest pick. Uh, I'll get to my – I have a couple others that I'm pretty excited about, and I'll get to those afterwards. Yeah. Uh, Mind Freak, uh, first of all, I, I got to apologize to everyone. I apparently was running too much stuff on my computer, so the view is probably a lot better now. Uh, Mind Freak, what's your uh, – What's your thought the thought process on SmackDown's picks? So, uh, so uh, yeah, obviously, you know, same. I'm a Roman Reigns fan. I'm excited uh, for Roman Reigns to be on there. Um, but one of the biggest things for me, um, and I'm excited for, and obviously, you know, I have others in the way they did it. But for me, uh, Buddy Murphy, um, you know, watching Buddy Murphy on Two Five Live, watching what he's able to do in the ring, but actually to get him onto one of the, I'm gonna call it one of the main brand shows. Other than 205 Live is huge. Um, but, you know, just kind of thinking of the matchups, you know, like with him and like Finn Balor, like some of those matches, they those can be incredible. Um, but for me, with with how they built uh, him up in 205 Live and having that carry over into SmackDown, um, it's going to be fantastic. And I'm excited for uh, all that stuff and what's to come with that. Yeah, I concur. I actually do like Buddy Murphy getting. I mean, 205 lost two of their big guns. Uh, this last week in the shakeup with Cedric Alexander going to Raw and then Buddy Murphy coming to SmackDown. So, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they kind of go from. But uh, I, I'm actually excited for the uh, uh, the women's division for SmackDown. They got some really solid talent uh, mm-hmm. to go with what they already have. I mean, right now you have Becky two, two belts because she's floating. You've got Charlotte. And now you get to bring into the fact that Bailey's now going solo. Uh, well, we'll see. Ember Moon is back from injury. Uh, Liv Morgan is now out of the Riot Squad, which will be interesting to see what they do with them. Uh, Mickey James. Of course, the last one is Kari Sane. They brought her up from NXT. Yeah, so, and that's one of the other things I'm excited about 
and the reasoning behind it too. Um, Cause I know we've talked about it, you know, with, with some of these superstars that come over from Japan, stuff like that, that have that language barrier. So the fact that they're teaming her up with Asuka as a tag team, but then having Paige as their manager, being able to do all the mic and all that stuff, that's just going to help them. Cause I know we've talked about a lot of times that, you know, Asuka hasn't gotten the push that she should have gotten or kind of done a little bit differently since she's been on the main brand. And part of the reason, you know, with that language barrier, I mean, same thing with like Shinsuke and a couple other people, but the fact that you have her with Kyrie saying with Paige, you know, being like the manager and kind of doing the mic stuff and all that stuff, it's huge. It's really huge, really big, and just going to elevate it even more to the, to the level that we know Oscar's able to compete at. Yeah. Now, you- with Kyrie saying as well. Yeah, and if you haven't seen Kari Sane in NXT, uh, you got introduced to the freaking elbow. Jeez, man, that thing is crazy. The amount of height she gets on there and how much uh, how she lands, uh, it's it's incredible, the insane elbow drop. Uh, and they're going to be an awesome tag team. I think WWE is getting close to where they're going to probably be able to, uh, hopefully by the end of the year, actually break out tag team belts for each uh, brand. Uh, especially now since they've they've done a major push with a lot of women coming up and, and coming back, uh, that you're going to have so much talent that it makes sense to have two tag team belts in so you could actually feature a lot more of the women on there. Um, other than that, I'm also excited to see uh, Roman Reigns coming out there. I would like to see Lars Sullivan go against Roman Reigns at one point or another. I think that would be a great uh, – a great rivalry to kind of start uh, Lars off with. Uh, he's been he, he was toted out there for like four months. Never saw we saw him come out one time and then he backed out for a little bit. Now we saw him come back again and now he's going to be on the SmackDown brand, who doesn't have any big guys. So this uh, like really big guys. Uh, so it makes sense to bring him over there. Even though once again, probably would have been a cool idea to see Braun and him go against each other. So. Uh, Lars Sullivan will be that nice little X factor, uh, as long as his mic skills get better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you're a deep thought there, bearded master. What's, what's your, what's your process? What are you thinking, sir? I'm just taking in a lot of what you guys are saying. Um, I mean, to go in, you know, my top two picks, obviously AJ and Roman were two of the biggest picks. And my next two picks was Finn Balor and Kyrie Sane. Uh, I feel like for the women, Kyrie Sane coming up to the main roster was the absolute biggest pick of the entire shuffle. Um, her being on SmackDown is fantastic. She'll be able to go up against some of the smaller roster, uh, better talent in wrestling. Uh, also, we're going to be able to see her go against Becky Two Bouts. We're going to be able to see her go up eventually against Asuka. We're going to see her go up against Carmella and Charlotte. Ember Moon now is there. Um, Mickey James is going to help get her over as well as Sonya Deville still being there. Um, now to go against what, what mind freak was saying a little while ago, I am absolutely 100% against them teaming her with Oscar. Um, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. I think it's actually going to hinder a Kyrie Sane can do, um, now teaming her with Paige, That's great. I don't think Kyrie Sane has much of a issue on them as I mean, she does, but I think Asuka is much worse off on the mic than Kyrie Sane is. Um, now, teaming Paige up with them, it's great. It's understandable why they do it. But I feel like Asuka has been there for so long that she's already has a negative stigma to her. That stink is going to carry over to Kyrie Sane. And I'm afraid it's going to bring her down also when this is a woman who can fly high and be at a whole new level than what else is on the roster. And I, I'm really afraid that that's going to happen. I don't want it to. Uh, I want her to have her opportunity. Now, given this may be temporary, because in six months, we could see the two of them fighting each other. And at WrestleMania next year, we could see the two of them fighting for a championship against each other. And that would be fantastic, because I think that will put on a clinic. Hell, I'm okay with another triple threat match next year, being Asuka, Kairi, St. Ido Shirai for a championship that would be absolutely amazing um but no when i look when i look back at the draft i look at that raw made some big moves to get some big names some fresh opportunities but smackdown amped up their women's division and their main roster uh i mean just the fact you add roman and and balor 
and then you add the women that they added, just you know, Mickey, Ember, Kyrie Sane, uh, and Bailey. You just elevated that women's roster on that division, and that show elevated to a whole new level. Yeah, and you know what? You mar- you brought up Io Shirai. I think it's a great move for them to bring um, Kari Singh up there because Io Shirai, since she's been in, she made such a great impact with the Mae Young Classic. And since she's been in NXT, she's literally just been tagging along with uh, with uh, Shirai. So I, I'm looking forward to seeing Io uh, go, on her, go on her own and actually uh, make her name in NXT and then eventually into the WWE in the main roster because I think she's been kind of held back with the little quick tag and forming uh, of the two uh, as they introduced her. The the other thing to kind of think about this is NXT got purged this last week with a lot of their big names. Now, did they good, though? They they did. did they? No, they, they did. got they got purged by the names that came up, and that's going to open up for the names that nobody's knowing yet. Exactly. Yeah. So that roster is so damn deep. That they that you don't even know because all these other people are still there. There's people that just Kashida just um showed up to performance center today. You know the yeah. female roster. Ido Shirai came up. She's the only NXT female to come up. Correct. I mean, oh Carrie no, Singh. Me, Carrie Singh. Oh yeah, that's what I meant. I apologize. Carrie yeah, Singh yeah. is the only female NXT to come up. You still have the likes of uh, Chelsea Green still there. Um, Casey is still there. Uh, there's all these female talent that aren't even getting shown yet. And, you know, once Baszler loses her title, she'll be on the main roster. And Io Shirai will get the championship then. Yeah, but then you also have to think you still have, like, Candice LeRae on there, too. Well, and, and Yeah, but Candice LeRae is not coming up anytime soon. Yeah, no, she's not. She's got a championship. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. So what I was trying to get to, though, is that they got purged. And I was about to throw in exactly what you're saying. Now you're going to start seeing, like, they just signed uh, Kushida. Uh, you're going to start seeing all these other guys that you haven't that, – that, that have been there. They're going to start getting their pool. Do you think NXT finally gets moved to that two-hour time period? Because they've got – like you said, they've got a deep bench, man, that we haven't even seen half the talent yet. Well, from the sounds of it, it sounds like um, Fox is going to try to get another hour-long show. Um, we can get an hour-long show on NXT, an hour-long show on, on Fox if we're going to get another channel. And that'd be awesome if we did um, because there's so much more time. I mean, you know, as I mentioned a while back, you know, um, Punishment Martinez got signed for Ring of Honor, and they just gave him a name change this week. And yeah. his name change now is way better than it was Pun- Punishment Martinez. Now he's Damian Priest, which for me, that's, that's a badass name, especially because it's supposed to be a darker care type of character. Uh, it's just there's so yeah I I think with the amount of talent they have there they have a roster if you look at the 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 amount of talent on the roster for NXT men and female it's equivalent to a SmackDown or Raw roster it absolutely warrants having a second hour absolutely and and, and to go to think that there's also NXT UK interesting that Pete Dunn who a lot of people thought would probably be hitting the main roster since he lost his belt. It goes to show you, and I think I mentioned this about a month or two ago, I want to see Pete Dunne go main roster just like I want to see someone like, say, Tony Storm or, or whatnot hit, hit the main roster. But right now, NXT UK oh, is – You can't have Tony going. Storm hit the main roster yet. I know. They're, they're still in the infancy stage. Like if they well, lost, She's a Pete, champion. I mean, come on, man. Let her have that reign for a little while. Yeah. Rhea Ripley, though. Rhea Ripley could have yes. easily come over. Yeah. yeah. Now, wait a sec. The Viking experience is still – I mean, the War Raiders are st- – well, whoever they are, they're still the champs, and yet they brought them up. That is true. So, I mean – I mean, I, I, but but I, what I was saying, though, is that NXT UK is still in its infancy where they can't pull those big names yet. So I'm really hoping that somehow there's – there's uh, this year is the year of NXT UK that they well, can build up the talent. They got Walter – Try to build it up because those guys need to. I would love to see Pete Dunn and Tony. The, and the men's roster on the UK side is stacked. There's more men on the men's roster UK than there are in the NXT roster. True. Um. So I what I think is we're going to see Pete Dunn on the main roster by the, by the end of the summer, but he just lost his belt two weeks ago. I think you got to have a feud that that goes back and forth, trying him trying to get his belt back. Yeah. And then once he does it. And that storyline ends, 
you know, then he leaves and comes back. Then that's when he makes the jump. I, the fact that he lost the belt to Walter, I think you need to see show him trying to get that belt back. True, true. Yeah, it was it, it, all in all. I was I was quite happy with the. Uh, I think I was more excited with the superstar shakeup this year than I was last year. I think this year had more impact to both rosters, to all rosters, to be perfectly frank. Well, and if you look at last year, last year was a giant. Um, we're just gonna purge SmackDown to bulk up Raw again, and that's really what it came out, and everyone saw that. Yeah, and now they have to balance it out because when it all said and done, when they, even when they purged SmackDown, SmackDown actually was a better quality show, and it's because they had champions that showed up weekly. So I'm a, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hit you real quick with the shakeup from last year, okay? Okay, go for it. So for Raw, they got Jinder and the Singh brothers, they got the Riot Squad, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The Miz, Ryder, Bizango, Natty, Mojo, Ziggler, McIntyre, Corbin, uh, Canales, uh, The Ascension, Bobby Roode, and Chad Gable. Okay. Yeah. Raw, our SmackDown got Jeff Hardy, um, The Ascension, Samoa Joe, Sanity, Cass, Asuka, Carl's and An- or Gallows and Anderson, Cesaro and Sheamus, R-Truth, and Almas and Vega. So they got Hardy. As much as I love Mandy, I'm not going to say they got her. Um, they got Samoa Joe. They got Asuka. They got Cesaro and Sheamus. And they got Andrade as an NXT color, but Andrade wasn't Andrade at that time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he wasn't he wasn't who he is. Like, Raw getting Andrade this year is a much higher caliber than SmackDown getting Andrade last year. Oh, absolutely yeah. it is. Yeah. So, if you look at the two rosters – Raw absolutely destroyed SmackDown last year. Yeah. And this year, SmackDown got a little bit of that of that back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and like Yeah, they got it back and then something and they, and they were doing it with if you look at those rosters, Raw should have been dominating all year round, but really we talk, I think I think SmackDown had the overhand uh, upper hand the entire year. They just there was more content coming out of that side of the uh, of the brands. There was more energy. There was more excitement. I liked the feuds that they had in there. Uh, they really worked their talent to, uh, properly with the two hours they got versus Raw was just a shit fest last year of we have no champion. We don't know what we're going to do. Uh, and it, just, it just seemed like it was discombobulated the entire year. So um, it's it's going to be nice to see this nice balancing act, and hopefully we'll get quality on both sides. There's also, hey, there's also one other thing we need to talk about. We have a uh, new member of the uh, of the new day, the Big O, Kevin Owens. <laughs> Tell me that wasn't comedy, man. That was awesome. Uh, I like this version of Kevin Owens. I like it. I like this this uh, this side of him. I, he's a good heel, but I think he's a better entertainer when he's on the uh, when he's a face. And this whole thing with the new day, I think it was perfect timing. Uh, to get him into something and get him, you know, get him moving. Cause I think the, just doing the KO show to start off with wasn't really, it was entertaining, but I, we want to see Kevin Owens in the ring. So to see him tagging up there with new day as the interim member, as uh big E re- uh, recovers from his meniscus here, I thought was fun. Yeah, I think uh, it was good. It was, it was a good way to help get him over as a face, Yeah, uh, which is eventually going to also be, what leads to his downfall back to a heel. Um, I think we're going to see the next feud for uh, – we're going to see Ke- Kofi have a couple small matches here and there with some competitors and challengers. But overall, I think we're not going to see his next um, his next solid feud before Big E comes and turns on him is going to be KO. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's going to be a big heel too. Yeah, that's going to be a big heel. So, so speaking of heels, Sami Zayn, like, I like this side of Sami Zayn right now and what they're doing with them. That's just me, though. You know what's even better about it is it's not intertwining with Kevin Owens. It's not. This it's is not. It's, it's, it's just Sami Zayn. It is. It's just purely Sami Zayn by himself. Now, now, when he was by himself, when him and KO were split that one time, when he was like, you know, the face kept, uh, you know, challenging Brian, like, "Hey, I'm a little man. I'm gonna get over this. I can do it." But now it's just like, it's all about me. I don't care what you guys kind of think attitude, and I absolutely love it. Yeah, and I'm afraid of Sami Zayn. 
And I always have been. And to see the side of him and how they're doing it with him right now, it's fantastic. And that was that was awesome how they pulled off the uh that was five minutes of just the fans cheering and stuff. That was that's how they started. I was well, like, I mean, hey. yeah, yeah. Are, I you talking, are you talking about you talking about Sammy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's his hometown. What do you do? You expect any less? Well, yeah, I but mean, yeah, I mean, it didn't I'm seem not gonna lie. Fair. I was irritated by the. It was. I was getting annoyed. Like, quit playing his damn music. Let quit letting him dance. Like, just let him. Let's get the show going. It's a three-hour show. I don't want to see Sammy dance. If I want to see any dancing. I want to see a seven-second dance break with Carmella out there, not with Sammy <laughs> Dane. Yeah, but how'd you like that little heel turn right at the end? And he just went full freaking. Yeah, like- but it took an hour to get there. I was uh, I was damn near half asleep by the time it happened. Hey, I still got to see Alexis Bliss though, too. That was a bonus. Come on, Alexis oh, Bliss. What's that? Uh, Alexa Bliss. You said Alexa's Bliss. Yeah. Well, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, uh, oh, right, oh, tags on the sweat. Now he's getting WWE superstars names wrong. Come on now. Damn. Damn. Oh, oh man. So what did we miss? Did we miss anything? That was it. I think that's a, that was a superstar shakedown for the week, huh? I mean, we you know, Vince McMahon got his clock cleaned. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did. yeah. Out of nowhere. I mean, that was awesome, but. Uh, no, I think that was pretty solid. I don't think that we, I think we got everything that happened on the shakedown or shakeup. And uh, yeah, now, now the next uh, weeks, I'm sure we're going to be talking about some other things. There's some, uh, stuff out there with AEW that we'll probably be hitting up here soon and, uh, whatnot. So, uh, <laughs> so, uh, Hey, my freak, other than we're over the shoulder here and everything, where else can they follow you, uh, in the world today? Yay, you guys can follow me right here on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Mindfreak. Um a lot of different gaming action uh coming at you guys. Um working on a couple stuff behind the scenes, face is almost fully recovered. Um new YouTube channel is almost up and ready, so when that's ready to go, I'll have that up there. Uh but yeah, right here on uh also on Xbox and PlayStation 4 now. Happy to announce that. Both uh gamertag mindfreak, M-I-N-D-F-R-E-V-K. Nice. And you know what? Regardless, you're still ugly. Yeah. Better looking than you, though, so. <laughs> no, that doesn't take much. Uh, no, no, it really doesn't. <laughs> a guy you can't even see have his face because he's got a beard longer than Moses is now. Mind for, uh, bearded Master, where can we follow you, sir? What the, a beard this majestic doesn't really matter what you look like underneath. Really uh, you doesn't. can find me due to the beard. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, a bearded master. Um, always talking wrestling, pop culture, um, especially right now with Endgame coming out in a week and a half. Um, got MCU going on right now too. So, if you want to talk wrestling, want to talk MCU? By all means, Game of Thrones just came back. Hit me up, a bearded master. Yes, and we uh, thank you so much for Malice Hyphen Court for letting us do this. Hey, thank you everyone who was in the chat tonight. It was fun. Uh, we saw some new faces. Please. We're here every Wednesday night. Time's a little different here and there, but it's Wednesday night, usually between uh, you know, 9.30, 10.30, depending on what's going on. Life, uh, life pulls our strings. Uh, but thank you guys so much for showing up, and we really appreciate all the comments. If you're uh, listening on any of the other uh, platforms, please take a minute to uh, like and share what you're listening to. Try to join us on Twitch uh, Wednesday nights. We'll definitely get those uh, tweets and everything out so you guys know what time we're going on. Uh, thank you very much, Malice Hyphen Corp. You can follow me at Masonic Vader on Twitter and Masonic Vader seventy one, uh, or excuse me, Masonic Vader seventy one on Twitter and Masonic Vader on PlayStation Network. So appreciate you guys coming out tonight. Really do. We had a lot of fun. Next week we'll be back doing our same old thing. And um, to our producer, as we always finish, we go out with that one, two, three. Wow, I had that ring at the end. You hear that? Yeah. That's that quality right there. Good night, everyone. See you next week. Tiger Strikes is back in. Let's go!